I'm going to start tonight's session by describing a drawing that is pretty um, controversial. Um, it is... Go ahead. I just, I'm curious about this drawing. Yeah, yeah. So this is something I was looking, um, full disclosure, I was looking for news about Joel and um, and I learned like, how to spell his name recently. Yeah, yeah. Wait, can you spell it for me? <laughs> what? I think it's M-B-I-I-D. Wait, say that again. <laughs> M-B-I-I-D. Just M? I don't remember. Go on. Tell us okay. about the drawing. Tell us about the drawing. <laughs> okay. So, so Joel Embiid, um, who is a player on the Sixers. The Ray likes him. Yes. Yeah. Ray likes him. Ray likes Joel Embiid and he also, of course, likes the Sixers. Um, so the news that I found was that, um, this, so actually let me back up. I'm on Twitter right now. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> um, there's an account called, uh, apparently called Panini America. It has a check mark next to it. And <laughs> what it <Wait>. says, <laughs> um, what it says in the description of this drawing is so, dot, 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 who is at Sun's Rook at DeAndre, DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Ayton posturizing in his at Panini America sketch card. Hashtag who you collect. Hashtag Panini NBA rookie. Hashtag who is it? And I don't understand any of those words. Yeah, neither do I. So let me explain the drawing to you. Um, so the drawing that this person, DeAndre Ayton, um, from the Suns, which is another basketball team, okay. <laughs> this drawing is of Ayton. And I know this. I know it's Ayton because it has the back of his jersey and a number, which is number 22. And it's him at a basketball net, and he's dunking in the basketball net. And then at his feet, sort of, like squashed below him is another player um, looking up at sort of the marvel of him dunking. And the other player has the jersey number 21. And you can't really see, like, I let me be clear that the drawing is, like, not very sophisticated. So you can't really, it's not like you I can I thought tell. it looked like the one guy was standing on the other guy's head. He does kind of look or like. Or like the other guy was laying on the yes. ground and, like, looking up at the crotch of the first guy. Yes, yes. It does look, it looks like he, right, it looks like he's sort of, like, flattened out. He's on the floor. And, like, developmentally, probably, like, second grade, third grade type drawing. Yes. Line yeah. drawing. Yeah, not. I mean, no offense, just, like, developmentally. No, no, speed, no speed yeah, exactly. Like, if and, you've been practicing drawing for three years. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what your drawing looks like. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, so the, the, I think this is part of why people are asking, like, hey, who is he supposed to be dunking on in this picture? But the real incriminating evidence is that the jersey says 21, and then it says something across the, the top of the chest, which at least starts with PH. Now, anybody who knows, <gasps> yeah, <Pharrell. laughs> yeah, yeah, anybody who knows anything about basketball, which Not I don't us. claim to, um, <laughs> knows that Joel Embiid wears the number twenty-one jersey, um, and it doesn't look like he is. It says Philadelphia, at least mm-hmm. says PH on the top. So, so you are here to defend Ray. I, I, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, and that a player he likes. Is not the one getting smushed He's, by right. first guy number twenty two. Well, what I'm really here guy. to talk about is that what is fascinating about this drawing is I it's a, a, apparently like a, there's a big storm about it about the fact that it exists. Like, how dare this kid draw this picture of? Him okay, dunking. this is more controversial, Amy, than I thought. This <laughs> yeah. is more like of a big deal. I thought it was like a silly. Should we introduce ourselves? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, I'm Carrie, and I'm Amy. And uh, we're guest hosting on Half Court and Mid Range. 
Sorry, not sorry. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, we took over. We had an idea that for Ray's, um, you know, just to celebrate him because he's, I, oh, I missed the chance to say impending departure. He's leaving soon and we'll miss him around here. And one uh, relic of his time here will be half court and mid range. Maybe they'll continue doing it when they live farther apart. I don't know. I sure hope so. But um, we've been missing. They've been on a little bit of a hiatus lately. So we're like, you guys should pick up the podcast again. And then we're like, in fact, we're just going to do it. And it's going to be a surprise for Ray, I think. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Why does this cartoon even exist? Why does this cartoon exist? I don't um, get why it's a big deal yet, but I think I'm going to learn. Well, you know, if you are going to learn that tonight, it probably won't be through me. <laughs> because I also don't fully understand what is um, so controversial about this drawing. But I will say it was not, it's not just a silly thing. It's like there are headlines out about it. Number 22 is this Aiton kid who is supposed to be dunking on Joel and B. Is he um, white? No, he is not white. Okay. Um, but that he, would be important. Yeah. Well, here's so let me tell you. Like, here are the indicators and the and the um little the Twitter thing. It says who is at Sun's rook, um, with, by which they mean he's a rookie. Um, mm. and then one of the hashtags is hashtag Panini NBA rookie. So I think why people find this offensive is that um. Aiden I also don't understand what panini is. That like a I don't, sandwich, I, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, just trying to like I, I'm picking up what you're laying down, Amy. I can't Amy. explain. I can't explain ahead, it to you. Um, what I what I can't explain is that I think what people find offensive is that it's this kid who's kind of relative newcomer uh-huh. who's supposed to be dunking on this to be kind respecting of respecting his elders. Yes, this is well established good player. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, some might say the best player. <laughs> um, and uh, the people are kind of like, hey, yeah. you're getting a little bit big big for your creatures that's yeah. what they say in yeah the big world. don't put your car ahead of the horses you know <laughs> right. <Something like laughs> right. That. right well so. i wonder if that that kind of reminds me of a parallel like of what our culture is going through more broadly right now and like can we let youth lead are we ready to let people say they're democratic socialists like slow down and respect the pecking order you know we set this up we built this nice house for you it's let us have our spoiled cranky turns. <laughs> it's so it's funny that you said that because when you first said it's kind of a good mirror, I was actually bringing it in a different direction oh, yeah. in my brain. Yeah, I was sort of thinking that you were you were going to say that there's a lot of kind of petty cruelty oh, yes. taking that too. place on Twitter in particular mm. like, you know, mm-hmm. and like public humiliation and just kind of name calling mm. and mudslinging and I thought that, you know, maybe this could also be a good um exemplar of that yeah i was gonna call out another podcast (laughs) that reminded (laughs) me of it's like natural advertising (laughs) wanting to jump in it's called zigzag listen to it uh that's all i'll say okay let's talk about what we think i mean this is a podcast about the nba in general basketball in general i think a little bit about life especially when court is uh waxing poetic to try to make a (laughs) a distant metaphor that he sometimes does grasp so nicely um so we're gonna let's talk about the trade news the trade apparently recently happened yeah this is that's true um so (laughs) here we go folks so you're on this journey with um, us so the some of the 
big news is um, LeBron James. Um, yes, who's a, he left. He left. He Do left you know the Cavaliers. Team? That's right. Do and he went back home to Oklahoma. No, he went to the Lakers. He went to the Lakers. <laughs> he right. built a school in Oklahoma. <laughs> that's right. That's more right. on that later. Yeah, more on that later. Um, so that's one of the big, the big LeBron to the things. Lakers. Yes, LeBron. So to do the people Lakers. think the Cavs are going to be terrible now? Because um, so many people attributed their success like to just him carrying the team. Right. That's it. That's right. So I think. Look, I, we knew something. I said we know something. So I think what I understand um, is that uh, while the Cavaliers and and the Warriors have kind of come head to head at the big. The final, the finish, the, thing. the big yeah. finish. <laughs> um, that while the Warriors is because the whole team like moves really fluidly mm-hmm. together and is really talented, and they play off of each other's strengths really well. And Steph Curry um, has such an inspiring Nike commercial about practicing that I like to well, cite with children all the time. He also, so I'm told, is a really good shooter. Yes. Um, <laughs> so no, that's true. In that's addition true. to his Nike commercial, so, cute, cute commercial. Yes. Um, Go I, ahead. I haven't seen it. LeBron um, I haven't Lakers. Seen it. So what do you LeBron, think? Ultimately, good. So here's so here's the thing is that I will set to go back to the Cavaliers. What I understand is that LeBron is kind of like a basketball team unto himself, Uh and so he carries the team. You know, so like whereas the Warriors, like they have Steph Curry, but they also just have a strong team overall. Um, LeBron really was kind of what made the Cavaliers. So I don't know. You know, it's like I think it is sad. Um, I think it's sad for them because you know. They that they had their moment um, to I think kind of be champions and and I think LeBron was a big part of that um, and I definitely I don't know it, frankly anything about the Lakers other than that they're in Los Angeles but I feel like you know California clearly already has a really great basketball team um, I don't think I think the Lakers have been good in the past didn't they have that guy Rodney yes they've been good on the something. Past. In the Do you past. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> nope. But yeah. I just, I did just Google LeBron's salary, uh-huh. uh, and it's thirty five point six five million. Yeah, U.S. dollars. But look at his Steph Curry makes thirty seven. Okay. Million. Okay. U.S. dollars. But look at his salary, like relative to a quarterback on a good football team. Oh, okay. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you mind if we talk about Anthony Davis? Yeah, so this I is don't know a, where he went, but I re- he hasn't I, gone he hasn't gone anywhere okay. yet. Do you know where he currently plays basketball? <laughs> um did didn't he leave um leave New Orleans? Has he, go he somewhere? Has he left New Orleans? Okay. okay. I so oh, okay. yeah, so <laughs> this is what this is why I understand, and this is really exciting news potentially mm-hmm. um, for our friend Ray, who is leaving. Because we um, really, li- we really like AD, right? He's well, good. We like we like AD, but just wait for it. Oh, <laughs> um, there are rumors uh-huh. that he might go to the Sixers. <laughs> oh, right. Oh my gosh, he's leaving. He's following Ray. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, That's exactly right. So they had a con- they had a conversation. That is a sweet story. I know. You know, it's really good. It warms the heart. I had the <laughs> what is it? The Hornets when I was in mm-hmm. North Carolina as a kid. I lived there in mm-hmm. fourth grade, and then the Hornets later were New Orleans. Yes, that's true. They so they followed you. Yeah. So and They're that was kind of a that. sweet like connection. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so that's exciting news. Um, but, but it hasn't happened yet. It's just sort of the okay. The, possibility it's hypothesized i think it would be exciting for ray because you know anthony davis is a great player he's playing in new orleans um obviously he loves the sixers but i honestly i don't know what 
Anthony Davis will do for the Sixers. So I no, I don't it think will we need to cause for celebration <laughs> if he's if he's good enough to. Yeah, hope you know. he's good. I know that yeah. Ray does not lack faith in the Sixers. I glimpsed an outline of their previous one of their previous episodes, and one of his line items of something to um, remind everyone of is why the Sixers are the best and everyone else sucks. Yes, so I yeah. love it. That's the size that, that we don't see that like that side of Ray, they're really snarky and actually going to say the word sucks very often. So yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Stage peak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think his loyalty to the Sixers knows no bounds. Yes. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way. Yes. To put it. Um, yes. So other, so other news is um, Kawhi Leonard um, is doing something. And then Carmelo Great. Anthony I have no idea who he is. is doing something. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Carmelo uh, Anthony. I've heard he's called Mello. Which I like. <laughs> I like that what too. a great nickname. <laughs> and, you know, nickname. makes me think of Caramello. Like yeah. Those, so. Yeah. And Anthony, that also is a last name that could be a first name. Yes. Yes, I like those. Those are the, the things two. that I know. <laughs> and I know that he was ranked, according to SPM, which is a website I went to, um, the worst, <laughs> most likely to be like the worst newcomer, the article headline um, claimed to the, the NBA in this combination of folks this year. So we'll get back to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, should we do the the game? Yeah. Let's do yes, the quiz. Absolutely. So I have a, I have a quiz here. This is Great. testing our um, basketball knowledge. Um, so court made this for us. Yes. Um, so the object of this game is for me to name, um, sports teams mm-hmm. and for Carrie to guess whether or not they are existing actual teams. teams. Yes. <laughs> yes. Currently, currently right. operational. Let's see. All right. So we're going to try it. Um, the first name is Las Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights. Yes. Are these supposed to be NBA teams? Um, I believe they can be any kind of sports. Oh team. my gosh! <laughs> uh, I do not think that Las Vegas really has a sports team. Okay, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, so the answer um, is that the Las Vegas Golden Knights do exist. Um, it's a hockey team that made the Stanley Cup oh Finals. Oh my gosh! The fact that they have ice cream, ice rinks in Las Vegas <laughs> they is also have ice abhorrent. Cream. <laughs> yes, yeah. ice cream, not so much. I forgive you. <laughs> but oh my gosh! Yes, yes. Well, yeah. but but to be okay, fair, they, they made to it to the credit, cup. Okay. To your credit, um, their inaugural season was last year. Oh man! So this making them me. tricky, Corey. Yeah, All right. Really. Um, okay. So second question. Um, do the Des Moines Ray is very predictable exist? Say that again. <laughs> Des Moines Ray is very oh, predictable. Oh, I get it. I get it. Um, no, that doesn't exist. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> well done. Great. Okay. Um, next, Washington Nationals. Yes, that exists. It's a baseball team. Yes. I think they might even be red and blue. I don't have that information readily. Would make sense with our country's colors, right? <laughs> yes. I think I've seen a hat. Yes. Hi, hi, Shelly and Rich <laughs> and so Dewey. These are people I know correct. in Washington D.C. Who might be listening? To Who the might podcast. be listening right now? <laughs> yes. One of the fives of you might be these people. Yes, indeed. Um, okay. Thank you. Next question. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next question. Paris Saint Germain. Who's who? Wow, 
Gundy <laughs> food. <laughs> I don't think that exists. Um, although at the beginning it made me think of St. Germain, that really nice like floral liqueur. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. sometimes I, I think it smells really nice, but I don't like how it tastes. I think that's sometimes true. Yeah. Um, yeah of spirits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, this does exist. But the Saint Germain, wow, 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 Dory in Finding Nemo Food. speaking whale. Yes. Um, okay. What it is, is it? It is a real Dota. Uh huh. Yes, it would be. <laughs> Thanks, Court. Yeah. Fabulous. Obviously, I'm well versed in that world as well. The original sponsor, LGD, makes some sort of condiments. Um, the French football team, Paris Saint Germain, bought that team, <laughs> but kept their branding. <laughs> Um, Lisa, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Great. Really cool. Yes. Um, okay. Last, last question. Great. The Seattle Supersonics. Yes. I'm going to be so embarrassed that there was that big pause there because I was just looking down at the outline for what we're going to talk about next. The Seattle Supersonics were the basketball team in Seattle when I lived there. So thanks for the softball and I messed it up. Wow. Okay. So what's amazing is that you just gave good evidence that they do exist. But oh, court sheet nice. says they do not. The court sheet says, and uh, yes, I'm looking at a cheat sheet. Um, court sheet said, um, they they well, do but not they don't exist. anymore. It says the basketball team was created for a Frasier episode, where Niles is a fictional shooting guard. Oh no, I'm sorry. He's the, <laughs> he's the therapist for a fictional shooting guard. So you know what? I think I think you I think you're right. I'm gonna say that Court got that one wrong. That he thinks it was made up for a Frasier episode, but that it did once exist. Oh my god! How confident are you? You guys, you guys are <laughs> playing mind games on me. It's not intentional. <laughs> no, no. Super well science. done. Well done. So I think that was. How how did you do? I th- so you got four out of five. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If, if there were five. Okay. What do you think? We are, oh, we already did this. The dunking. Um. We were going to bring back a an old segment used to happen here on the half court and mid range back here on the show um, where where we discuss um, that age old question, fate versus free agency. Yes. Yeah. Um, OK, so I will start by kind of introducing what I know about this. Mm-hmm. debate. Um, so there's this question, this longstanding philosophical question of is there such a thing as free will mm-hmm. or all of our actions sort of predetermined? Yes. Um, this question exists. The butterfly yes. effect with Ashton Kutcher, right? <laughs> yes. Has explored yeah, the themes most such as this. Example. The most classic example <laughs> yes. of this conflict. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, I can't, I Great. can't think of a better example. <laughs> um, so, um, so the, what does this have to do with basketball? Good question. I'm glad that you asked. Um, there is, um, such a thing as and i don't i'll explain what i i think i know about this is that when 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 like a basketball player at a certain point in time and his i guess or her career could become what's called a free agent Mm -hmm. where they're not attached to i think a specific they're a free agent they're a free agent you know i mean yeah they're not locked in a contract in the same way exactly Yeah. yeah so I think that we can apply the same question of of free agency. Does free free agency really exist, or or where you're ever not locked in a contract with a 
company or organization or family or significant other or that you is it an there's a social contract yes there is a yes there (laughs) is there is a social contract that is absolutely true i i think the question here and and that that does apply is can you ever really be a free agent are your choices ever right we are all subjects of our environment and of our experiences Mm -hmm. and we do make choices but also we're sculpted by what affects us and we're social beings humans don't do well in isolation so i don't know where that puts us down on what do you think what do i think that's your question (laughs) (laughs) i think you know in the in the context of basketball um i think there probably is such a thing as as free agency um I think if you were to really take this argument to its highest philosophical level, no mm-hmm. choice that we yeah. make we, is... We go high when they go yes. low. Amy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, no. fair. When they go low, we go high. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. I know you're listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thanks. Shout out to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for our listeners. Um, <laughs> I, I think that... So that, that, you know, if you think that no choice that you that you make is truly your own, that it's always... It's always, always predestined, you know, mm-hmm. not if not predestined then predetermined by a whole series of things outside of our control, mm-hmm. such as social contracts mm-hmm. or the ways that we've been cultured, mm-hmm. um, the ways that we have been raised to make decisions that are right or appropriate for us, um, that those things aren't necessarily things that we independently decide, that they're they're predetermined, mm-hmm. not necessarily in like a predestined fate. Um, the gods are, mm-hmm. you know, pulling the mm-hmm. strings type of um interpretation which is what you would see in like epic poetry but more in the sense of you know like we are bound by the social um trappings that brought us up Mm -hmm. and that that shaped us into who we are and who we thought we ought to be um so that's i I, i feel like i haven't i haven't met very many people though that that actually is their like orientation mm-hmm. i think that's like a niche market yeah there's yeah. A, another niche market is this um idea that our that basically we have no free will and it, this idea is very propelled by um a uh psychologist and biologist mm-hmm. and he's basically like everything we think is a choice like back to the neurons firing the like electricity like evolutionary it's really out of your hands man but he doesn't see that as like a um depressing fact which some people do the idea that we don't have as much agency over our right. experience on this earth as right as we would like but i think i think neuroscience and biology are sort of the new philosophy when it comes mm-hmm. to kind of breaking down our actions and how much control we have over them and how much impulse con- control we have in general. But here's my thing is like, why does it, <laughs> I'm the kid in the philosophy class. who's like, but like why any of it? Right. Fuck it all. <laughs> um, why do we need to know? Why do like, I think that I'm really comfortable in the ambivalence of like, I don't know, maybe my choices are really meaningful and maybe they're not. And like, mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't need to know everything about this world or this life. Mm-hmm. I sure can't. So why, like, you know, let G.O.D. or whoever or whatever mm-hmm. know the answer to that one. I'll just yeah. enjoy it while I'm here. Yeah. No, I actually, I think you, uh, that you fall pretty squarely in a, in a camp of I'm in my philosophers camp. that exist. I'm digging yeah. my heels down. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. basketball trading yeah. is weird. And none of it really <laughs> seems free and... 
but also they get paid a lot of money. But I think to answer your question directly, I think free agency does exist on a certain on some a level. level. On some level, yes. Yeah. Um, and free agency does I just want to, I'm going to take us out of the outline for a second because I need yeah. to mention Robert Whitaker Jr., who I read an article about on ESPN.com. <laughs> which that counts. Is a sports site <laughs> that I um, felt like only sports site I knew of. Um, so this profiles this dude, Robert Whitaker Jr., who was playing in a tree when he's 32 now, my age. And he was playing in a tree with his brother when he was like 10 and his brother was eight and they're climbing tree like they always do. And he reached out to grab a branch and it, there was a power line running through there that was live and electrocuted him, like burnt his whole arm pretty badly, went through his body, went out his leg. He was unconscious the whole thing. I had to amputate his arm ultimately. Um, but he was a basketball player before and is a basketball player now and was always determined that like playing professionally could be a thing. And he is doing that currently in the sense that he's getting paid for playing, but it's like, you know, tournament to contest to shuffling around like that, not hooked up with a team, not signed. Um, and it's amazing. Uh, and these pictures and videos of him playing and his like, obviously self-determination and resilience in the face of adversity is super inspiring. Um, they say, he says a lot of times at the beginning, like they don't realize I'm actually can play until it's too late. And then I'm already like on fire because <laughs> they're like taking it easy on him at first and they don't need to take it easy on him. Anyway, cool, cool thing I read about on the sports website. There's also something about uh, an athlete using yoga to recover from maybe injury and like still is using that as part of his routine. But I didn't click on that one. Next time. That was my that was part of my research. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Um here's something we oh well we have a special guest, Michael, here in the studio. He just walked in a few minutes ago. Hi Michael. Hey everybody. Um, why don't you come sit closer to the mic with me and I'm gonna like ask you will be our special expert. Here's one other thing I saw on ESPN that I thought was ridiculous, but <laughs> might be normal in this world. But um it's a list of the best and worst newcomers to the NBA this season. So that's the headline. And I think that is mean. The like <laughs> I'm excited already to find out who it is. <laughs> um but do you think that like that concept or not is is Here's your here's your absolute worst. Just like if you're gonna like do a list, have them all laid out in one list. But like people, new players ranked in our levels of excitement to see them play and do really well, and then just have people be on the bottom. We still get it. It's still obvious. You don't have to have one. I saw this thing, and it says, "Oh, I have to click into the NBA section." It it says best has the list, <laughs> and then it says worst, and it has the list, and it's Mello Carmelo, our friend. Who's number one, and he has red all across his face because it's like sixty-seven percent chance of being the worst. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh <my. laughs> so ridiculous. Okay. Oh, this was yesterday. Oh, here. Who will be the NBA's best and worst big additions? Which newcomers will and won't work out? 
our guys tell you him to do. So, while you're pulling this up, Carrie, I do... Oh, yeah, here we go. LeBron, 161 points for being the best. best. Okay, best. Big whoop. Oh, yeah. Are you All a right. weatherman? Um, I do think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do... Thanks, I, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I know nothing about this. I would say that if I was the worst player in the NBA and, and I suddenly had a chance to be spotlighted... As the a, worst player. On a website <laughs> and have my name known as an NBA player. I might not be I might not mind like the having worst that the worst player in the NBA is still in the NBA, you're saying. But and they're like proud and But is there that. not is there confusion about an NBA player being <laughs> We don't know who NBA, NBA players are <laughs> Okay. Well, but you know, like if you're but now I do and I know just, poor Mello, you just they're barely made him. it and now you have a, like an article mm. about you. Okay. There's know. there's a voice for that side. Thank you, Michael, for your opinion. You're welcome. So they have best LeBron second. Ka- Ka- Kawhi? Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Mr. Leonard. Um, DeMar DeRozan. DeMarcus Cousins. Yes, Cousins. <laughs> I know Something about name. New Orleans there. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick visual. Isn't it Boogie? Isn't that his nickname? What? Boogie? Boogie? <laughs> like he takes, he's the guy who takes your bet at like an old horse No, racing. no, Boogie, like the, oh, like Boogie, like, boogie dancing. like dancing. Oh, all right, I like yeah, that, I, I'm pretty sure that that's what okay. is, that's what he's known <laughs> Yeah, okay, and then, yeah, worst, Mello, Dwight Howard, Jabari, Parker, Lance. I mean, sorry, now I'm just shaming these guys, but um, I actually just wanted to talk about the concept and then ask, who do you think will be the best newcomer this season (laughs) michael i'm really glad you asked that and i'm actually going to pitch that one over to amy could you repeat the question who do you who are you most excited to see play this year who either was newly traded to a team or just joined the nba which originally is what i thought newcomer meant so i was confused when lebron was there (laughs) okay um good question so i i think i'm gonna go ahead and say that that um let me see. I can't remember his, up on her phone. his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I'm really excited about him. His name is DeAndre Ayton. Can't wait to see this him. This is why I'm excited to see, see DeAndre Ayton play, is I want to see him fail at dunking oh. on Embiid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I was going to say that's so mean of you when you just said see him fail, and then I was like, ooh. But no, I not fail in general. I, I absolutely don't want to see him fail in general. I just want... Um, the drawing to to play on in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. That, uh, that's great. Well, I wonder there would probably be a whole nother Twitter storm about that. I see it. Oh, <laughs> it's already happening. It's, it's already, already happening. A flashing yeah. GIF. That's GIF. <laughs> okay. All right. I think you know what. I think we're coming toward the end of our episode. Um, what a shame. Oh, what? No one one thing real quick. What are what are our minutes at, Court? 30? Oh, we're doing great. Yeah, let's talk about um about uh LeBron's new school. Yeah. Yeah, you should lead on this, Carrie. You could tell us about LeBron's new school. So we did we learned about it, the other exciting news about LeBron earlier on the podcast, which is did that we, Oh yeah. Did we talk about the Twitter already or No, tell us about the Twitter. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. Y'all don't We've been unplugged oh, yeah. for <laughs> he, well, he hours got, and hours. I guess I guess, you know. Trump made a little comment about him. About LeBron? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, this is Trump, not, mind this your is business. Oh, no, I actually did see a headline, and it was about LeBron, and it was something like, 
like apparently Trump said he should focus, LeBron should focus on basketball, oh, yeah. and LeBron was like, well, <laughs> Trump should focus on politics. Mm. That's like a good. That's one one thing Trump said good at quip. the end of his uh, insult of LeBron James's intelligence oh. was he said, "I like Mike," uh, and then Michael Jordan later said that he supports LeBron James. Nice. Well, but Michael Jordan did do something else, kind of. Shady, but I don't remember what it was, but it was related to taking money and like speaking, speaking for or doing a you know contract with some something all. Anyway, everyone can like Mike. I love Space Jam. Um, LeBron's school. Basically, what I knew about it was that it was what I had heard was that it was a tuition-free private school, um, in his hometown in Akron. Uh, but I. In the article I read today, which is a whopping one article, but it is from Forbes, or also a regular read of mine, not. Um, but um, it was defending LeBron and the criticism of the funding for his school, the Promise School. And basically, this article says it is a public school. It says it's not a private school or a tuition-free private school, but it is kind of like a public-private partnership because... They're still using tax dollars, and the school has been in the making for a, a long time, but LeBron basically could bring enough capital at once where, like, he is part of the the budget and the programming, um, or this money is, but not not all of it, and it's not taking anything away. It's just the design, and the design is pretty cool. Um, the school includes, like, a food pantry he bought bikes and helmets for every single kid in the school. So there's like, that's a transportation option. Um, provide, there are uniforms at the school, but they're provided to everybody. Are and they, these are things are that like. Are there basketball uniforms? Are there basketball? That's a good question. I don't know that yet. Do they have a clinic or a bank? Um, that's a great question. I'm, I wish they did. And I don't know the answer yet. Um, there are, are um, the, Parents, caregivers, um, and I, it doesn't say explicitly, but I wonder about employees, um, who, who are parenting students at this school have access to services to help get GEDs or help with job placement. Um, there could be a lot more than that. That's pretty bare bones, but it's more than a lot of schools have. So, um, yeah, so this Forbes article kind of is, is telling, the people who are saying LeBron's getting credit for our like taxpayer money and um, and we didn't have a lot of say in it. That was just a defense of that. But also, I haven't done more research. Who who didn't have a lot of say in it? The, the taxpayers? Like, yeah, taxpayers. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so let's talk about the real question here, which is how does student enrollment work? <laughs> is there a lottery, a complicated lottery? Um, I don't know. Do you know? I don't. I don't know. I'm very curious. I don't know what the scene is up there in Akron, but I know down here in New Orleans, it is open enrollment, and both Amy and Ray are, are have know some things about it. Um, I, I think that's a really good question, Amy. I also wonder, uh, it seems like LeBron could open more than one school. Yes. And you know what? I think Lil Wayne and some... People from New Orleans could open 
so it could help with some schools and school supplies down here. So if you're listening, Lil Wayne, <laughs> thanks for listening. please reach out. Well, yeah, first and foremost, thanks for listening. YMCMB. Check out Living School. We're opening a health clinic and a bank. Yes. Um, what next, Amy? What next? What next? Um, what next? In I would like to visit LeBron's school. I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. I also have lots of thoughts on education that are for another podcast. But are they? <laughs> have we talked about Greg Siever yet? We haven't. Let's so bring him into so the mix. Let me just I'm say, fold in some Siever here. Here's just a quick story. I saw Greg Siever an hour ago at the Whole Foods. Um, right around the corner, owned by Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah, owned by Jeff Bezos. And Greg Siever was good, looking for dinner. I invited him to come by. He said he probably would not. Um, but he might, and then he might be a guest on our podcast. That's right. He he said he he did not blatantly refuse. Mahoney's always given hope. Yeah, and then we parted ways, and then at the cash register, we both saw ourselves with the same um, barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was a really nice moment. That is a nice moment. Um, that That is a nice moment. I, I'm glad that you mentioned Greg Siever, because we actually did, we do have a planned... Um, a segment that I would like to yes, to go please into. go ahead because I did I did not know what that note meant and a new segment that I hope will become occurring that <laughs> that we can call where in the world is Gregory Sand Deceiver <laughs> um, I I would Greg like <laughs> Sand Deceiver yes where um, in the world is Greg and Greg yes Deceiver. yes um I. So the other day, um, this past weekend, um, a bunch of us went down to the river, mm-hmm. um, and Gregory Seaver was there, which was wow. I had no idea. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Yeah, in a tin. And Greg, what was Greg wearing? What was Greg? Well, we were we were at the river, so he was wearing swim trunks. Also, would you ever ask a man that question? If it was about Greg, yes. Go ahead, Amy. He's also wearing glasses. Um, he he talked about a, an idea that I was really taken with and I wanted to talk about on the podcast. And so what he mentioned was Amy that... Amy has so many ideas. He, he had been reading a book recently that he felt like was particularly misaligned with his external surroundings. Ooh, yeah. yes. yes. No, but I know. I've yeah. been there. Yes, yes. So what he had said was that he was at Glacier National Park mm-hmm. um, and that he was reading a book that was something like White Men Teaching in the Hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and he talked about kind of the disconnect between yes. those two things. And I just thought that it would be funny if you lived your life trying to... Trying to do that? trying to, Or trying to either do that or do the opposite, like align mm-hmm. your reading material with where you were or in the world. align your world... Right, with, with your, your reading, reading material. material. Right, <laughs> yes. yes. Which would be great if uh, you start with a really diverse selection of books and then you get to have all these adventures, but could be dangerous if you're caught in the same, you know. So a little, a little counterpoint. I would guess that there were a lot of white male teachers at Glacier National Park mm-hmm. when Greg was reading that book. <laughs> So what's re- what's interesting, it's interesting that you say that because Greg had posited that there wasn't anybody in the entire national park or potentially in the entirety of the state of Montana reading that book. Greg, get <laughs> off that. That's, 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 let me help you down that's, from that horse, that's, that's okay? Yeah. 
I almost there. feel like we should take this podcast yeah. to his house right now. <laughs> I think what he I think what he um, meant by that is that there aren't a lot of hoods in in Montana. Yes, but there are people from Montana who do TFA and whatever and move and teach. And there's poor parts of Montana. In fact, it's really tough. It's really effing tough to be poor in Montana because yeah. of the policies yeah, there. Yeah, so, <laughs> I read Confederacy of Dunces in tenth grade, and I started reading it in. Puyallup, Washington, which now has a really cute video by the Chamber of Commerce, like showing how cool Puyallup is. And really, in the past few years, they've had some things like a library and more parks and hip coffee shops. But when I grew up there, it was there's beautiful nature all around you, like Mount Rainier, forests, mountains and water, like just right away. But then most everything in between is like besides farmland is strip malls, malls, cement, very like pimp out your honda culture um and no live music no anyway so i was reading confederacy of dunces which to be fair is about some quirky characters not a super likable character ignatius some would say an anti-hero um but so i was like "Mm, i'm not sure if i'm into this book like it's weird and funny kind of but i don't know and then i came to new orleans during spring break with my family and i was then like sold i was in it i saw the the quarter rats and the the hot dog vendors and then the department store across the street like and then felt how people are (laughs) down here and the like real um quirky quirky and diverse and bustling at all hours um place and that affected my thoughts on the book so you think that your surroundings in that case did it can complement it. I also feel really strongly that it's so important to read things about worlds you don't know and don't feel familiar and comfortable in. I think that's like the whole purpose and beauty of reading or media in general is to um, have some sort of adjunct experience that you could not otherwise have in your normal life. Windows and mirrors. I I had a I had a similar uh, experience with. Um, a book in um, New Mexico. It was about the New Mexican landscape. I don't mm. feel like it was that much richer because mm-hmm. of because of where I read it. Yeah. What was the name of the book? It's called okay. Ceremony. Someone posited to me once that when we like, if I say, now we're all getting old and we are so like privileged and experienced that we all do have real markers. I think in this room, but like, if I say a word like a like tumbleweed or cactus or something from a landscape that you haven't grown up in and like maybe you know what this thing is intellectually but the way you imagine it in your head is always borrowing from like um uh some image that you have seen or some book you have like it's it's not really your own newly created image in your brain yeah, I I like that, Carrie. I also I think we could go down a linguistics rabbit, rabbit hole, hole mm-hmm. in in that respect. People I may al- not be into it. Yeah, they may not be. Into it, but I <laughs> take also, us there, Amy. Take us there. I I also before we go there, if we do, I mm-hmm. also want to say that while I do I do think that where you are can impact what you're reading, and that seeing your world reflected in writing is really powerful. I also want to acknowledge that sometimes going to a world that isn't that is like a hyper reality or a different reality is sometimes the only way to actually capture the way you feel about or experience things. Like for example, like magical realism, mm-hmm. I think is really, really good at this where like Calvino or um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, like 
there are Haruki moments Murakame. yeah there are moments where you know like what's happening is kind of fantastical and obviously it wouldn't it wouldn't happen that way in real life but it somehow captures a, a feeling or yes. a moment that is ineffable that in and you know perhaps even universal mm-hmm. and brings you to a moment you've had in a way that's yeah. something that was really de- flat and descriptive couldn't you know what that makes me think of What's that? That time that LeBron James threw the basketball up against the backboard and then dunked it. Oh, yeah. Basketball is so much less <laughs> yeah. interesting than books. Yeah. I think that's good. Uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love and basketball. Isn't that a movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh. Let's talk about testosterone. Oh, gosh, this is a serious one. I was going to suggest we play Sportmanteau. Testosterone is a thing where some athletes, well. Yeah, break that down for us, Carrie. (laughs) Testosterone is a hormone. It tends to exist uh, in higher numbers in people who identify as male and people with penises and uh, plays a strong role in certain things in our bodies and brains development. Uh, that are more strongly associated with male people. And both men and women vary in their levels of testosterone and its counterpoint, counter, counter estrogen. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of variation just among people who call themselves women or doctors, <laughs> women who are called women by doctors. And um, same goes for men. But there is not or very rarely overlap where the level of testosterone that would be in someone who identifies or is identified. Or that's that I should clarify. Someone who uh, physically, like cisgendered man, his levels of testosterone what? would never um, be as low as a woman's even women with higher levels of testosterone this matters in sports because it has to do with muscle development and so often um people with higher testosterone develop more muscle and for runners this means they could usually run faster like the women's world record for a mile is still different than you know it's a different category than um men's so people who are really concerned about competition and fairness in sports, which, you know, why can't we just all play team sports? Um, I would, I, I think I have heard that that divide is less significant. No, just it, in particular for ultra marathons, mm. the, I think the sort of the muscle tone pl- is a less of a factor and, and the true. playing field equalizes a little bit across sexes. That's true. For long, long distance. This was p- particularly pointing to sprinters and i think that the places where it has been challenged in sports is track swimming maybe and but mostly track and field um but there's an idea and now i'm forgetting her name i'm sorry but a woman who's super duper fast and um found basically found out that she was not eligible to race anymore because she didn't qualify as uh, a woman because she had too much testosterone Found out about that like in a headline, not even her like league coming or to like her. Wow. And this was when they changed the requirements of how they determined because this idea of like how do we play fair when people have such different bodies and um, physical capacities. So let's determine men and women. And apparently back in the day, they would have the like locker room check and you would stand there in your underwear and like 
slash the the team doctor. What do they do now? Now they measure um, testosterone like from a blood sample. But Carrie, is it like you... when you're in a security uh, security check where you can opt for the the non metal detector <laughs> if you still want? Probably, if you wanted them to look at your you know bottom, then they would. I want to acknowledge something publicly. I man I man interrupted Amy a moment ago. Thanks, Amy. What were you about to say? <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I was just wondering um, if. So, so this woman has tested as being too high in testosterone to yes. qualify to play women's sports, but is she now allowed to play in the men's leagues? That is a great effing question, Amy. Boom. <laughs> Female runners with high testosterone face new restrictions. You can read more about it on the internet. But Castor Semenya, I think. Um, I don't. I don't mean to I make. About, I don't mean to make a joke. I do mean to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Castor. The <laughs> the first few letters of her last name are semen. Cast. No, semen. Yeah, is how. <laughs> that's how I'm reading that. And I don't. That is pretty funny. That's like unfortunate. I should defend it more, but it is funny. That 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 is not. That's I'm like that the woman shade. who taught just... gardening at Wheatley. Her last name was Bloomer, and she planted the flowers all over. Fate versus free. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Sport Manteau. Um, sport Manteau. So, so uh, the Sport Manteau um, is a play on, this is a game that, um, <laughs> that Court and Ray developed um, on a portmanteau, um, which is like a, a play on. Don't explain it, just do it. I. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hockey. Great. Um. And I will choose badminton. So now, let's we figure out how they go together. Bad hockey. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Which will be anything besides the Mighty Ducks or the Mighty Ducks too. Probably not. Sorry, hockey players. But okay. Bad hockey or that just seemed, hawk mitten. It seemed like you'd made that joke before. I, <laughs> I really hadn't. Hawk mitten was the first thing I thought of. Hawk mitten? Yeah. Okay. And I, so, I don't like yes, it. Let's go with that one. <laughs> so like how it. do you play hawk mitten? Oh, good question. Wow. How do you I play I hope it has hawk to do mitten? with loogies. Hawk? Well, maybe it, hawk? That's the verb of how to deal okay, with a loogie. All right. All right. Run with it. <laughs> Run with it. I mean... I agree. I've always wondered how you spelled that word, but I think it's the beginning. It's like the same as the first four letters of the word Hawkmitten. I th- yeah, I think it also, it, yeah. I was thinking of the spelling of cock, <laughs> but like, like I was the adhesive. Of the other spelling of cock. Yeah, so that's how I, but I, now that I think about it, that's, that doesn't seem right at all. I, I was thinking the spelling of the bird. Oh. Nice. I like that. But I oh, court agrees with me. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got we've got some <laughs> guidance from agrees off, with me. Off court. Um no pun intended. Yeah, so hawkaloogie. So I think you hawk. But it is it is I mean the hawk the hawk reminds me of the puck. The CK kind of like some uh action, some fricative bilabial stoppage. Actually it's Go on. <laughs> a glottal stop, you know? Um, we, we're going down the lingerie okay. rabbit hole. So puck, <laughs> puck moves fast, hawk moves fast. You spit quickly. Maybe you spit a puck. 
everyone's wearing mittens because it's cold outside. I love it. So (laughs) you've got boots. Maybe you have like snow boots, snow outfit. You don't have to have ice. So we eliminate the need to have ice rinks in Las Vegas because now you can play Hawk Mitten in Las Vegas without killing the environment. Wait, but just... I have Put a question. Snow clothes. Are we Wait. are we in the right environment to discuss this sport, or should we? Yeah, to move to a more. That is, that's a good question. I mean, it would like, be nice we... to play somewhere colder. Yeah, I and, think and be somewhere well, colder. Is it where, but you, what, from what you're describing, Carrie, it's not required to be somewhere cold to play hockey. Right, but you just have. But to you get, are required get to be in a snowsuit. On. Okay, at least, <laughs> at least snowsuit would be good if we want to <laughs> deal with body equalizing and equalizing our right. So um, then, you know, everyone's uncomfortable, everyone's sweating, no one Everybody's has access to their fingers. Is a little so bit restricted, hindered. right? Yes. Totally. So mm-hmm. y'all, I just I feel like we're about to peak on the discussion of of hawk mitten, and just to leave the audience wanting, I'm wondering if we could try another sport manto. You're trying to mansplain us off our episode. I think that was more of a manterrupt. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Michael has to um, go into the other room for something right now. So thanks for well, thanks, thanks for, for joining us, Michael. Thanks show. so much. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> See you later. We'll talk to you later after I, the show. I didn't realize at the time how bad that was what I just did, and I I'm starting to realize it now. Thanks so much for for joining us. Similarly, similarly, Amy, earlier there was a time when I said she has so many ideas when you're starting to talk about philosophy. And I think it came across as like paternalistic, like, oh, isn't that cute? She has so many ideas. But I really meant like you love to talk about ideas and we love to talk about philosophical ideas together. Yes. One reason I appreciate our friendship so much. Yes, I completely. And it it didn't come across as anything other than sincere. And I really appreciate it. You, you saying it. In fact, I just didn't know how to acknowledge it gracefully on air. So thank you. This is called communication, ladies and gentlemen. It it works better when Michael Mahoney isn't interrupting us. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good communicator, too, though. But, you know, PSA, everyone in the world, work on your fucking communication. We need to get better at that as a culture. Jeez Louise. Okay, Michael, you are in the other room. Sorry, we can't hear you right now. Um, I would really like to fade out to uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Um... And, you know, this is great because here our friend just bought, brought us a lot of lasagna and, oh, wow. uh, and what do you call them? Pierogies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. You got to right. go eat. Thank you for listening to Half Court Thanks, and Mid Range. Um, I'm Amy. Bye. And, and Carrie. <laughs>